Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, everyone? And welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Jonathan Avadia, the CEO of XLab, to talk about their upcoming title known as Veil vale VR. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Josh, for having me today. This is actually a pretty exciting moment for me. I've uh, been a fan of yours for a bit. I I really like everything you do. So thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, I am super, super grateful for your praise and for being excited to be here. I am glad you're here as well, because personally, and we, we talked about this a little before this, the recording, I unfortunately don't know a ton about VR. It's one of those things where this is a side of the gaming world that I really want to get into, but I just haven't. Um, well, hopefully I, we can change that after today. I know, maybe, maybe we will. Um, but I love seeing this because I think the VR is super cool. I think it's, you know, it is becoming much more relevant and I can't wait for it to become even more relevant in this industry. But before we get into that, right, we always like to start with these episodes about the people behind the game. So tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into the game, uh, game creation. Awesome. So it's really, really random. Um, I like it. So... My brother's partner, Elizabeth, she's an amazing musician uh, here locally in South Florida, and she has a really awesome background in design and art. So mm -hmm. in 2014, she was looking, she was exploring different ways to visually express her creativity, especially for her music. So her initial thought, she used to mess around a lot with like the cool visuals for live performances, and she does an amazing job. but she then wanted to take it to the next level. So she initially thought to make just a traditional video game where you can explore her world and her music through a video game. But cool. at that time, Oculus was offering development kits, the first ones. And mm -hmm. she thought, let me, let me mess around with this. So right. she started messing around with it and it was awesome. I remember the first time I put on a virtual reality headset, I just could not believe that this was happening and no one even knew about it at the time. I remember <laughs> celebrating 100,000 headsets in the market, and then I remember celebrating a million headsets in the market, and now we're at tens of millions, right. <laughs> so time flies. But um, it was late 2016, early 2017, when my brother, Alberto Vadia, and I, we, we've always bonded very heavily over video games, uh, playing Counter-Strike, Rainbow Six Siege. I'm a big Call of Duty fan. He's not, it's not competitive enough for him. <laughs> but um, really, mainly Rainbow Six Siege and and uh, and Counter Strike, and then lately we've been playing a little bit of Valorant, albeit we don't have that much time anymore. Right. But when we played the first few commercially available shooter games in in virtual reality, I was just this was it, right? For me, virtual reality. I'm a big MMORPG guy, and I'm a big uh, FPS guy. 
So okay. when I played my first few FPSs in, in VR, I said to myself, this is awesome. And at the time, no big studios were really looking at it. It was all a bunch of indie devs, uh, one, two uh, men teams, very small teams. And naively, I look at my brother and I said to him, how difficult would it be <laughs> to make a virtual reality shooter game? And he said, oh, I don't know, give me a year. I think I can put something together. And, um, you know, we uh, he, he, he got to work, really. I'm not the technical one of the family at all. So he got to work on it. And fast forward, uh, so 2017, yeah, fast forward four years, it ended up kind of consuming his life. <laughs> and then my background's finance and business, and I'm just a gamer. I love, I love games. And I initially wanted to be uh, a venture capitalist when I was younger. Hmm. So I was always fascinated by researching emerging markets and trends. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at the virtual reality market, I was just shocked how small it is, or it was. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't know, I put two and two together. And I really thought there was a big opportunity here to be one of the first teams to, to innovate in this field. So right. I really supported my, my brother and Elizabeth. Elizabeth was responsible and is still responsible for all the creative direction, all the arts, all the design, the lore, the narrative. She does everything uh, in-house herself. And then my brother Albert was in charge of the actual programming and the architecture of the code itself. So for about two years uh there's really not much for me to do it was just a bunch of code and nothing worked <laughs> and i'd always ask <laughs> once a month for updates and nothing was happening uh so i just let him do his thing but you know right. fast forward there was a point where i remember he invited me over to the studio and he said jonathan come shoot a gun and i shot the gun and i just couldn't believe it it felt like such a good gun there's no character models it was in a gray box <laughs> but it felt really really cool I was shooting the ak and it just felt really good and I was very proud of him. So after that, um, I just started looking at you know VR in general, and I was really waiting to see when VR would pick up steam. And the second that the Quest 2 came out, mm -hmm. I had a feeling that that would change everything. And fast forward six months from, or eight months now from the Quest 2's launch, it really did. The Quest 2 brought the barrier of entry from two to $4,000 for a full PC rig, now down to $299. Right. So all my friends that always wanted to play VR finally started playing VR when I told them, you can just buy a Quest 2. The irony is a lot of my friends, they get the Quest 2, they love it. They love it so much that they end up getting a PC with a crazy graphics card for two <laughs> things. One, so they could play higher quality PC, uh, PC VR games. And two, they're all mine now. Everyone's in cryptocurrencies. <laughs> yeah, so they were, yeah. able, they were able to justify the, the expense for mining cryptocurrencies. <laughs> um, and then what I started to do is I knew we needed a lot of capital uh, to really push the game. And now the VR really started picking up. We were, my brother and, and Elizabeth, they were going, you know, slow organic... Uh, pace uh we'd bring a lot of community members in and by community members i mean uh we were really focusing on competitive sh uh players right. a lot of uh top vr esports players um and then i just started looking for capital i started running around talking to all the vcs trying to get some money for the game and it was very difficult i started realizing that <laughs> investors don't like vr they like mobile gaming for some reason mm. i've never played mobile gaming in my life uh, but apparently it's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. So once the Quest 2 came out, that changed everything. Not immediately, but now 
fast forward, I believe the Quest 2 sold more VR headsets than all other VR headsets combined. Wow. And it's really, we're no longer in the early main, sorry, we're not no longer in the, the early adopter phase. We're in the early mainstream phase. And I believe that the biggest bottleneck is just content, right? Or games. Right. Uh, yeah. We're in a very yeah. interesting situation in virtual reality right now where investment in hardware has far outpaced software investment. Um, you see conglomerates such as Facebook that acquired Oculus and have poured billions into the space to bring that cost down to $299. Mm -hmm. uh, you see companies like Apple that announced the headset. I believe they're going to release in 2025. Uh, you have Microsoft, HTC, a lot of big players, but they're all focusing on the headsets. Um, there's very few people still focusing on the actual games, which makes me sad as a gamer. And <laughs> it's kind of the, you know, the, the motivation uh, that makes me wake up every day and, and try to build this game. Um, what I focus on primarily other than uh, trying to get money to actually continue paying the developers <laughs> so we can work on this is community. I, I'm a big fan of community. The reason why I play games that aren't even that good is because of the community. My friends play right. it. The people that play it are cool. There's some other games that have come out that are awesome, but if you don't have friends to play with, it's it's pretty lonely. And I believe that video games are, are social games. Uh, me yeah. personally, I, I only play multiplayer games. Um, whenever I play a story-driven game, if it's not multiplayer, I, I tend to get bored relatively quickly. And I feel like a lot of people also feel me. Some people don't. Some people like to just go play story games all day, and that's cool too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what we've done is after getting rejected from a lot of venture capitalists initially, we mm -hmm. turned to an equity crowdfunding website called Start Engine. The founder and CEO of Start Engine is actually a co-founder of Activision. Uh, Activision oh, is uh, behind Call of Duty, which is one of my favorite franchises ever. So I felt like it was a, a blessing, right? I felt like it was meant, <laughs> it was to, meant be. to be. Yeah. The stars all aligned. So I was able to speak to him. His name is Howard Marks. And he was an amazing person. Really gave me a lot of advice. And long story short, we launched on his platform, raised over a million dollars in about five, six weeks. Um, primarily from the community mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it. We've just been working every day on the game and very, very happy doing what we do. We have a very large community. We have over 8,000 people in our discord. We actively test daily. We live stream daily. We speak to everybody daily <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's just a, it's a lifestyle at this point, but it's very, very cool. And I'm very, very happy. Wow. That is a great um, background of everything. There was a number of questions I had that kind of got covered and swept all into that. So um, thank you for that wonderful story and introduction to it. The first thing uh, that I want to ask really is, you know, I guess just because of that passion, really, like what is it for you, right? And, and for your team that really believe so much in this VR space, right? Because you, you touched on it a little bit, but why why do you think this is the the step to make, right? This is the the choice that obviously for you, you think that this is what's going to be the next big thing in gaming, right? So I like to look at macro trends. And the first macro trend that I that I noticed was people left traditional media right? Mm -hmm. For social media. Hmm. And social media has, it's funny, short content, but why, why is it so popular? You talk, uh, you know, about Instagram, you talk about discord, you talk about all these things. People spend more time on Instagram, discord, Twitch, uh, any of these social platforms more than they do 
television these days because it's social and people right. were innately social creatures. So to me, I started thinking, what's going to be the next step? And the next step is not just social media. It's fully interactive and present and immersive media. And that's mm. what virtual reality is. It allows you to do things that were not possible. And to give you an example, we have a lot of things in our game that I'm very excited about. But one of the things that I'm most excited about is we're reimagining gamers lobbies. So a traditional gamers lobby, you know, you go in and you're hanging out with your friends, you're doing voice chat, you're watching your animation, just walk around depending on what game, you know, but you're just staring right. at your character with your cool outfit that you bought. Uh, I buy a lot of outfits <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're talking to your friend. Oh, I need to use the bathroom. Oh, I'm going to get food. Oh, I'm going to do this. Okay. We're all ready. All right, let's drop in boys. And then, then you start playing the actual game. Right. And to me, that's cool. It's what's been happening, but it wasn't until I started experience, uh, experimenting in virtual reality that I realized there's a better way. There's another way to do this. So in our game, when you first play, you load into your armory and your armory, you could imagine it as your, as your house, essentially it's your veil home and okay. inside of your veil home. You have full interactability with absolutely everything. For example, uh, some of the starter pieces include um, some shooting, uh, shooting range, some gun, some targets, uh, a chessboard, and you can invite your friends to your home. So you open up your party, your, your, your friends list. You invite your mm -hmm. friend to your party, and instead of just being voice chat, guess what? They pop into your home. So now hmm. you're hanging out virtually in your house inside of Vale with your buddies, hanging out, shooting the shit killing each other, messing around, having a good time, socializing. And whenever you feel like it, you open up your tablet and you know you can pop into a game. So hmm. we've noticed that people spend more time hanging out in the armory than they do actually playing matches, which is fascinating to me because you know it, it just it makes sense. I mean, I personally like it. And the day that I realized that we had to start really focusing on the social aspect and so my brother, Albert Avati, he focuses primarily on, on the competitive aspect of the game. He's a hardcore competitive guy. Mm -hmm. He's been playing competitively uh, CSGO and Siege for way too long, <laughs> maybe maybe two decades at this point. Um, mm -hmm. Me personally, I'm more of like a casual competitive player, and I, I like playing with my friends. I was at one of my friend's houses, and they have a little brother. He's 10 years old. Mm -hmm. It's Friday night. He comes over and he goes, Mom, I need $20 for some V-Bucks, talking about Fortnite. Yep. And the mom gives the face, oh, okay, gives it to him anyways. And I asked the mother, I'm saying, hey, so how often does this happen? She's like, oh, every single Friday, him and his cousin, they come, they ask me for V-Bucks, they want to buy outfits, they need to get the outfits to hang out with their friends in Fortnite. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, hang out or they play the game? And I'm like, let me go take a look. So I go over to the living room and I'm talking to him and I'm saying, Alex, uh, what are you doing over here? And I start looking at how this 10-year-old is playing Fortnite. He's not shooting people. He's not playing competitively. He's running around in a party of four on Fortnite, talking to people, messing yeah. around, joking around. He gets killed. He laughs. And I'm over here like a casual competitive guy. I'm like, dude, like you need to, you need to shoot the guy. Oh my God. He's over there. He's like, I don't care. He likes to wear outfits every Friday night. He buys a new outfit. He hangs out with his friends inside Fortnite. When huh. the Fortnite concert started coming out, I realized that Fortnite obviously caught onto this as well and started focusing on their social aspect. But something right. that's not possible is to be fully immersed and present because the technology, it's not compatible. Um, with virtual reality, you can literally hug someone, like physically move your body to hug someone. And they're already working on really cool haptics, uh, haptic gloves, haptic suits that mm -hmm. you can start, mm -hmm. you know, you can high five someone and feel it. You can pick something up and feel it. You can get shot and feel it. 
and it doesn't hurt. Oh. <laughs> you feel like a little like uh, like a little thud. But right, the pressure. All this, yeah, all this technology is just so fascinating to me. And then there's a book. I'm all over the place because it's it's just I've no, never really I sat it. I've never really sat down and thought like the roadmap that got me here. Sometimes I wake up and I'm thinking to myself, is this really happening right now? But <laughs> um, one of my favorite novels was uh, Ready Player One, and when the movie came out, I watched it. And I thought to myself, oh, we're definitely going to have this happen. It just might take 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. What I did not expect is for this to be happening in the 20s, you know, 2020s, mm -hmm. this decade. It's happening. Uh, I believe by the end of this decade, there will be full VR pods. You will be able to live, work, play uh, inside of these metaverses. When people talk about metaverses, they're talking about, you know, traditional flat screen game metaverses. And that's mm -hmm. cool. But... I mean, VR is already working on VR metaverses, which is even cooler to me. So I'm very excited about the space. I love the technology. I love that it's happening. The hardware is super awesome. It's just really about focusing in on the software. And then what we're trying to do is we're just trying to blend a mixture of a competitive shooter with a social aspect that allows people to come hang out, play around, have tournaments, uh, do whatever you want, right? Like you want right. to play chess, you want to play ping pong, you want to play mini golf. I mean... I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's it's all little things that really make it feel like it's your home. Think of, uh, you know, those houses in the Midwest that have those really cool basements. I'm in Miami, right? So we don't have any basements nope. here. But I went to a friend's house in Vermont and he's like, dude, you got to come check out my basement. I'm thinking, what's what's that? Like, I don't know what a basement is. <laughs> but, but I walk in, he's got a ping pong table. He has a, a billiards table. Um, he has chess. And, you know, it's cold over there. So we're just hanging out in the basement. And uh, an idea just clicked. And I'm thinking to myself, you should be able to do this in VR with your friends all over the world. Right. And I also love shooter games, right? So, you know, you can do all these things and then boom, pop into a match and just start poning some noobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. So it's just, it just all evolves and it's just, it continues to evolve. And I'm very excited to see where the space goes. I'm very proud of what our team has designed, both uh, from a technical standpoint and also artistically. I believe that our game is one of the most beautiful games I've seen. And I'm just very impressed with the way it's coming out. And it yeah. makes it very easy for me to build an awesome community around such a beautiful product. So I feel blessed every day and I'm, I'm very happy with where, where, with where this is going. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I, I definitely enjoy how passionate you are about this and about your game. Um, how, how big is your team? Because it, it seems like you're, you're trying to tackle a lot here, right? Yeah, so we have about 12 people uh, full time, okay. but we work with top freelancers and contractors all around the world. Uh, consistently for many aspects of the game so it's it's been i've never really done a count but i'd say maybe anywhere from 50 to 100 people have worked on this game at one point or another wow um yeah i mean initially it was all passion driven uh now that we raise some capital we can actually pay people because i do believe people should get paid for doing <laughs> what they love um obviously i'm an idealist and we i mean i i just took my first uh salary uh, about two months ago, I was able to quit my job in December and wow. I just wanted to focus on this and I haven't looked back since and I'm very happy. I was a little scared initially because we completely ran out of money and I didn't know where to get money from to continue the game and, you know, it really wasn't in a place that I wanted to launch it. Uh, so what most of these developers have to do is if the game's not ready, but they run out of funds, they kind of just have to launch it. Right. And that happens a lot in VR because nothing's been done before. Everything is... There's no one to call. There's there's no book to read. There's no forums to look at. Every little aspect that you think is not a big deal has to be completely, you know, innovated on. Like everything is just uh, there's no one to ask. You have to figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to 
trial and error. So it takes a lot longer to do things. So a lot of these games, they, they're forced to launch early. And I'm just very fortunate that when we launched our equity crowdfunding campaign, I was a little nervous to see how the community would take it, but they took it very well. And we had, you know, I'd say we have a thousand plus investors. I'd say anywhere from 100 to 200 of them are competitive esports players. So the amount of interesting, yeah, the amount of interest that we've gotten from the esports community in VR, it's just, it's just beautiful, right? They all right. own a piece of stock in this game. We're all working together and it's one big happy family. And, and I'm just very excited to see where, where it goes. Very cool. Let's, let's talk about the, the game itself, right? Let's, let's set a, a quick baseline because we've been talking about a lot of pieces uh, so far, but I just want to set the stage for those who might not know anything about the game or yeah. this is, you know, the first time they're hearing about it. So describe to me kind of your elevator pitch for Veil VR, kind of what makes it special because and I've seen this on your your website that you're 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 trying to push for the ultimate VR shooter, right? What what does yes. that mean? So Veil VR is a virtual reality multiplayer competitive shooter. We also have a social aspect to it that I find super awesome. We really are putting emphasis on tactical gunplay and collaborative teamwork. And what this means is we're really focusing on every little aspect and really polishing the details of, of every aspect. Uh, to give you an example, we have a full body animation system. So most games in VR, they have floating hand syndrome. So you just have like hands and they're floating around. Yep. We have a full body system. If you crouch, it crouches. If you get down on the floor, it gets down on the floor. We're also building it in a way that it's wheelchair accessible. So you can be seated and we're creating this uh, this method so you can actually crouch with your joystick as well. So you don't have to physically do it if you can't, or right. if you want to be lazy like myself as well, sometimes. <laughs> but um, it's really about being fully present and immersive. All our guns, they they work the way you expect them to work. Um, they're fully animated. So, you know, you shoot a bullet, like the bullet drops. If you cock the gun back, bullet flies out. If you cock it halfway, you'll see the bullet if it's in there or not. So it's just all those little attentions to detail that mm -hmm. create this ultimate experience because as i said there's not that well now it might be different but initially there was no money in virtual reality everything was done on a shoestring budget so it was really just about getting a game out and making it work to the best of its ability and just that's it right so mm -hmm. we feel very mm -hmm. fortunate that we've been able to raise money to take as long as we need to polish every single aspect of the game so that's really what we're doing we're focusing on on like MMR matchmaking. So we want to have casual lobbies, rank lobbies. Um, I haven't seen any other VR game do that yet. It's yeah. just kind of like a free for all. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like old school, like early 2000 PC games where you have to like pick right. a server and, and join it. And if somebody gets out, like, you know, it's unbalanced. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of little things that you would expect in a AAA PC game. Mm hmm. It just hasn't been done in VR because of financial constraints and, and just general uh, users with VR headsets. But as the space grows and now that we have such a beautiful community, we plan on raising more capital and just really taking our time, hearing the players' feedback. Uh, something that we've done is we've been very open from day one. We've never signed an NDA with anybody when they tested our game. So we're just really open to feedback and we just want to give the players exactly what they want. And every single day I take the feedback from the players and I change the priorities on the on the to-do list and depending on what the community wants is what we focus our development efforts on mm, very cool um so i i asked that specifically especially with the ultimate vr shooter because i i saw pieces about that you know that full body animation and and 
feeling comfortable in, in VR um, as far as like real body feeling, right? Yeah. Um, but, and excuse my ignorance, because like I said, right, I'm right. not. I'm not the biggest VR uh, fanatic, if you will, um, or just don't have an, a lot of previous knowledge on the area. But is this something where, you know, obviously you want to get it to feel the the most real, right? Does that come with certain limitations as far as what hardware you're using? Is there, uh, you know, the inevitability of uh, someone with, say, an older VR set, whatever that might be, who no, is so able to, we're, to we're, get those we're features? We're compatible with every single VR headset. Okay. And really, it's just about intuitively being able to control the guns and the game the way mm -hmm. that you would expect it to feel and work. Um, it's just really, it's just all about these like fine motor skills that in VR, I just, I personally haven't experienced them yet. And it's just, it's very difficult to explain <laughs> when, <laughs> if you go and try, go, go look online and try any of the top shooters. Mm -hmm. and then just try ours and you'll immediately know the amount of detail and care that we put into every little aspect because in when you're in all right, so i'll give you an example you're playing a traditional game like call of duty right you're clicking a b button and it's running an animation and is reloading the gun in our game you physically have to actually grab the magazine put the magazine into the gun you want it to feel like there's some some resistance kind of like if you're holding an ak you don't want it just to like put your magazine around the gun and then it just clicks in automatically which some games do you want to physically take it jam it in there kind of like if you're really holding an ak and jamming a magazine in there you're going to want to cock it back you're going to want to feel those haptics and you're going to want to shoot it and feel the recoil you're going to want to feel all these things if you're walking around in call of duty and you see i don't know a box you're not going to care about it you're not going to pay any any, any, any attention uh -huh. but in a virtual reality game because you're physically there you're going to want to go to that box you're going to want to pick it up you're going to want to crush it you're going to want to shoot it you don't want to see holes. You're gonna all these things. They're all. It's a lot of little physics. It's a. Uh, right. It's things that most people don't care about. A can, for example. You want to shoot a can. You want to see it fly. And other shooter games, no one's ever really cared about these little details because it's not the main point. The main point is shooting other players. Right. And 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 in VR though, since it's fully immersive, you want to be able to interact with all these objects in the world around you, and it's. It's very time consuming. It's never been done before. So it takes a lot of time to make all these little objects interactable and have physics and move and work and feel the way that you would expect it to in real life. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really that's really the difference between a traditional game and a virtual reality game. Right, right. That makes sense. And I wanted to touch a little bit upon, you know, you were talking about the the, the real weight of the guns, right? What are we talking about when we we mention combat? Like, how much is in here, right? How many different types of guns? Like, what other? So currently, it, currently ahead. we have three guns. Um, okay, it's not that much. Other shooter games have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. but our three guns are flawless right now. They work mm -hmm. really, really well, and we want to make sure that everything works perfectly before we add any new features. We just announced our second map and did a live stream with the top. Uh, VR influencer, Thrillseeker, and with the top esports team in the world, Global Chem as well. Mm -hmm. We just did that last week and it went really, really well. They pwned us really hard, like 11-1, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we don't have that much right now, but everything that we have is really solid and we've been building a solid core base that right. will allow us to add more things in the future and it shouldn't take as long. We're really in that ramp up period right now and we're about to start 
really releasing a lot of really cool stuff. So I'm very excited. That's awesome. And so you mentioned having two specific maps, right? Are there going to be, you know, uh, I'm sure obviously you're still in a stage where you're rolling things out, you're ramping up, right? Is this going to be something where there's different types of game modes? Like, are we looking like, you yes, know, with yes, yes. what you would think of like a capture the flag versus not just killing someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really fun game modes that in VR are even more fun. And we're actually coming up internally with some VR specific game modes that have not been possible in the past. So we haven't announced any of those yet. The first game mode we did was Team Deathmatch, uh, simple, straightforward. Mm -hmm. The second one that we just released was Artifact, which is our uh, competitor signature competitive game mode. And okay. we're currently working on something that is internally called Artifact 2 because we haven't come up with a name with it. Gotcha. And that does not describe anything, but it is going to be super awesome. And I'm very excited to, to start testing that game mode. But but yeah, the answer is yes. We, we definitely want to add a lot of fun game modes. And that we want to is... make things that are specific to VR and are only possible because of the technology that exists today. Right. Yeah, that is very exciting. I definitely want to know what that is, but obviously we'll have to wait until it is ready. Um, but that being said, I did want to hop back a little bit because you've mentioned it a couple of times, esports, right? You mentioned yes. the different teams, you mentioned the different organizations and the interest, right? Why is esports from a VR perspective so important? Because it seems like that's a big emphasis that this game is playing into. Well, for a few reasons. One, I'm a competitive person. My brother's a competitive person. Without competition, it's like it's not exciting to me personally. Right. Um, two, it's just very important to raise awareness for virtual reality in general. I believe that I've, I've gotten, so I already graduated college, but I started getting emails that you can major in esports now. And I thought yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> and the fact that esports is being recognized as a, as a real sport now is very exciting to me. And I want to continue pushing that. So our focus is esports. We love the competitive side. We believe that having a solid esports community is everything because community is everything at the end of it. And we really, we've been blessed. I've been working with some of the top teams in the world, their feedback. I mean, these guys have thousand plus hours in VR, so they don't even realize how solid their feedback is. It's the best feedback possible because mm -hmm. they know all the little ins and outs. And once you develop a game for the competitive scene, the casual players love it. It's not the opposite way around though. Right. Casual uh, competitive players don't like casual games. Casual players do like competitive games. You just need to filter it out by having casual lobbies and ranked lobbies with yep. solid MMR matchmaking. Mm -hmm. So that's that's just really uh, that's the gist of it. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me because from you know from from my uh, knowledge of esports, I've watched a number of different teams and a number of different games, but I've never really thought about it from a VR level, and I think that's just because of one i'm not as tuned into that world but another one is just i don't think there's been anything that has been as uh captivating i guess that... yeah it's 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 still in its infant stages but it's definitely growing it's very exciting there's a rock solid community around it that are all very passionate and we're all working together to continue pushing it so i'm definitely excited to see where vr esports leads yeah I think it's really cool. Um, an another piece that you mentioned was that feedback and being very open to the community. You talked about that not signing an NDA for anyone who who does sign up. Uh, I wanted to talk about that because I, I just, you know, I don't have a system, but I'm assuming that 
you're you're looking for any of the feedback from all types of individuals, right? Is there a specific uh, process that people have to go through to to try and become part of that alpha? Is it just a simple, you know, giving their information and you yeah, accepting so, them? What does that look like? So right now, the way we've been doing it is you can request access on Steam, or you can go on our actual website, playvillevr.com, and also request access there. The one on Steam is randomized. Mm. Uh, whenever people get let in, it's just through uh, a program they have. And then okay. the one on the website is just in order of, of like whenever you submitted. And we do live streams constantly. And usually whenever people in the community are around for a while, and I've seen them and they're always very nice, helpful and cheery people. I, I love to build a solid community. So I just give the keys and I like to speak to every single person that has a key and really get to know who they are because that's what I like, right? I really love socializing. I love speaking to other gamers and I love to know what got them in VR, what they like, what they don't like and where they see it going. So hmm. that's really what we do. If somebody really wants a key, I highly recommend them jump in our Discord and just tune in to our next play test. Very cool. Well, I'm sure there will be some people who would be interested in that. Um, I also just wanted to talk kind of about where development is in general. Now, I always ask this question and I always know that no one's going to be like, oh, we're going to release this date. Like that would be nuts for them to just say something like that on this. But <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't have a release date right now. We're right. just taking our time. We're going slow and we're really just paying attention to all the little details that the community tells us. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um, let's, um, before we jump off that topic though, I did just want to ask, is there a end goal, right? You know, there's a lot of people who who get into game development and they just keep stacking things on, right? They're like, oh, I got to add this piece. Wouldn't this feature be cool? Wouldn't this? <laughs> like, do you have an idea in mind of, you talked about having those different game modes, maybe those different gun types that you have the three currently. Is there like a set number in mind that the team is kind of shooting for as like, well, this will no be our baseline? Number. The end goal with Veil VR is to have a full Veil metaverse where people literally live, hang out, play, potentially even work, and love to just pwn other people in. <laughs> That's awesome. I I love the the environment that you're trying to create. I definitely, you know, more power to you. I think it's super cool. I can't wait to see more about this um i have one final question that i just i love wrapping up these interviews with and i think this will be an interesting one especially from from your background um i always like to just hear general advice from those who are in the indie space and those who are either running their own company or just working on a game wherever they're at in their stage of life and their career for those listening who who want to get you know, into the, the industry, you know, what are some tips or things that you've learned along the way that have really impacted you that you think others can, can uh, learn from? I believe that through this entire experience, the most important aspect of any game or potential game is a community. If you can build a community or join a community that all thinks the same way as you, you will be a force to be reckoned with. If you have a community, you have everything. You don't have a community, it doesn't matter how cool your game is, no one's gonna play it. It's all about community. So me personally, I live my life on Discord. I live my life playing other games with people and I live my life speaking to people and asking them what they like about games, what they don't like about games. And after that, I, I like to I like to get to know people. Uh, I love to know, it's it's fascinating to me because you know, there's no, there's no single demographic. I mean, everybody in the world is a gamer. 
Right. Uh, it's it's fascinating to me. I believe more people watch esports last year than than uh, than sports, and I'm very very excited to see where that trend goes. I, I love the idea. I mean, look, when I was a little kid, I love basketball. I never once thought to myself, "Oh, I could potentially be a basketball player." I'm not six <laughs> foot plus. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Right. But for gaming, it's fully accessible to anybody, and it's just so cool. And it's not stagnant because there's always new games coming out. There's always new features. There's always new everything. I mean, every season for for these big franchises, there's always something new and unique. It's always fresh. The the meta of these games continues to evolve, and it's just so interesting to me. So really, it's just about building community. And if somebody has an idea for a game, uh, you build a community and you build a team, and anything's possible from there. That is awesome. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, everyone, Veil VR is currently in development, but if any of this sounded interesting to you, we already talked about it. Go check over to their Veil VR Discord. Check out their Steam page where you can actually sign up uh, and try to get alpha access uh, or possibly just wishlist the game if you want to just wait it out um, because wishlisting also helps them out for discoverability sake. Uh, once again, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so much, Josh. It's really been a pleasure. And don't forget, we're not too far away from you, so I expect you to come try us out in the game, I, in the studio. <laughs> I try our game in the studio. I can't wait. That'd be great. I can finally finally know what it's like to... I, you know, what's what's bad about that, though, is I'll be spoiled because I'll, I'll have the best <laughs> VR game to start with. You know what? I'll, I'll let you play other games, and then you can try ours in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that works for me. All right, well, thank you again. Take care. All right. Thank you so much, Josh. Bye.